All the dolls have fallen. You know, Welcome to Ona, Ross, and Carrie. Let us know if they move. That's right. This is a show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but take part ourselves. Yep. When they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Carrie Poppy. And I'm Ross Blotcher. And we're in San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. I already see a NASA shirt. Excellent. Yes. Is anyone wearing a NASHOLES shirt? Or, or one that just says, <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's still my favorite. So you've been in San Francisco for a day. Yeah. I've only been here a couple hours. What's it been like? I was raised in Santa Cruz, so this is always like the big city, not too far away. I got to go back to the Walt Disney Family Museum yesterday. It was awesome. Nice. Walk along the Presidio, gorgeous place. I ate in the, I was going to say world's oldest, no, the U.S.'s oldest Italian restaurant. I'm glad that's not the world's yeah. oldest. I, Italy, I Italy would, would have a lot to I would assume for. that's in Italy. Yeah. I don't know. You never <laughs> know. You These never things know. are complicated. Uh, so we have a couple special guests tonight, but before we even talk about them, we have to tell you about our real special guest. Oh, yes. Some people know what this is. We, we have a bottle of ayahuasca... Tincture. Homeopathic preparation tincture, which is, what, would you say, Carrie, it is as powerful it's, as ayahuasca? It's, it's as strong or stronger. There we go. So, for anybody who didn't hear our arrhythmia investigation, I wasn't able to take real ayahuasca because of a medicine I take. So Ross took the real thing and they gave me this, which is uh, water, alcohol, and supposedly the essence of ayahuasca, but it, but goes straight through TSA, no problem. <laughs> 3.4 ounces, they figured yeah. it out. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Isn't that more than it's supposed to be? Uh, 3.5 is the cutoff, right? Oh, I yeah. thought it was three ounces. Huh. All right. So Think of all those extra point five ounces you could have brought <laughs> of everything. Tragic. Uh, so I'm going to spray three of these under my tongue as directed. All right, so sublingually. Pay attention, because we're going to pass this around. <laughs> Whoa. Tripping balls, man. Oh. We really right. are going to pass it around. Here. So <laughs> Get it started. Have the <laughs> Just see everybody experience. deliriously writhing on the floor. Uh, when it gets back around here, someone give it to these people that didn't get it. Yeah, okay. I'm watching out for you guys. So, Ross, is it? Uh, who, me? Yeah. Yeah, I'm Ross. Um, Are oh. there any other Rosses here? Oh, yeah. It's rare that you find another Ross. Okay. It's kind of weird you meet another. Oh, anyway. are you really a Ross? Hey! Hey, that counts. Awesome. Last Are name Ross. Are you Ross? Ross? Uh, also, we got a little uh, gift sent back to us backstage by one of our audience members. Yeah. Oh. So, <laughs> Ashley? Bird. Ashley Bird? Yes, thank oh, you. Oh, you really, your last name really is Bird. I was just calling you a bird because of that noise you just made. Um, <laughs> she sent us some sprays that are yeah, a whole, a whole basket. This is just some of it. Water with organic essential oil. Crystal infused water. At first, I thought, well, I don't want like crystal shards <laughs> in my water. That's like the drinking equivalent of glitter. But right. but then Carrie pointed out, well, it could just have salt Maybe in it's it just salt. or sugar. You salt know, that's is crystal. A crystal. Yeah. So every time you have like sugar or water now, they're like, I'm having crystal infused water. Oh, but look. Oh, there's there's little rocks. Oh, it's the shards. Okay. <laughs> mm. Oh, oh it's, 
charged by the moon. Wow. Oh, well, even better. Bless her little heart. I have a sister-in-law who does that non-ironically, charges crystals by the light of the moon. All right. Um, so this one, okay, let's see. What have we got? Oh, smooths your complexion. Okay. Uh, trust and harmony draws away negative energy. Well, that's always good. <laughs> smells good. <laughs> smells like rose. Oh, rose, yeah. Is that, is that just the face you make every time you, you spray something at yourself? <laughs> what face did I make? Oh. <laughs> well, you can't get it in your eyes, Rob. <laughs> and then, oh, wow, a rose smell. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. This one balances left and right brain and helps your solar plexus. Which one's your solar plexus? Is that here? Okay. Yeah. Uh, anything wrong with your solar plexus? Um, not that I'm aware of. Perfect. <laughs> Keep it that way. Okay. All right. We are protected now. Nope. And Finally. <laughs> oh. What do you got? Uh, the last one is goddess energy, and this offers psychic protection. And, oh, and balances your hormones. Hormones? Mm -hmm. I could use some balancing of my hormones. Cool. Okay. All right. Hey. So that's done. Uh, that's a pleasant thank smells. you, Bird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what are we really here to talk about? Um, well, these people are probably thinking they've got to be here to talk about the weird dolls they put on stage, but no. No. Nope. Um, <laughs> we'll tell you about that later. Yeah, they're, they're coming with us everywhere right now. Um, work in progress. Uh, yeah. So I think we are talking. Keep an eye on them, though. Talking about the, I, I'm looking at my notes because I say his name wrong every time. The Feldenkrais method. The Feldenkrais method. Oh. Wait, whoa, what was that you, noise? Do you guys know what that is? You heard of this? Oh. Yeah. Oh. oh. Can you tell us about it? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're confused. Oh, that's a parent of a patient of mine who was a trainer. A parent of a patient was a trainer. What's your profession? I'm a psychologist. Okay. Ah, a psychologist whose okay. patient's parent was trained. Please tell us later if we get this all wrong. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, Feldenkrais, I, we saw a practitioner, we'll get to that in a bit, but uh, I think at first she said Feldenkrais, and I said, okay, mental note, Feldenkrais, and then later on she kept saying Feldenkrais, so oh. I, th I think that's what we're going with. Yeah, that's, that's how I've okay. seen it. It seems to have a bunch of applications, but basically it's this idea that if you move your body in new and mindful ways. Yeah, awareness through movement. Right, you'll create new pathways in your brain and nervous system that kind of rewire you. And the suggestion is that this is particularly good for people with disabilities. Right, which is what we were searching for, what you were searching for. Right. I, I can read some boilerplate from their website. The Feldenkrais method is not a treatment, adjustment, or exercise program. Instead, it is based on decades of research in physics, neuroscience, biomechanics, learning theory, and human development to give you the means to help yourself. So we thought, Okay. <laughs> okay. That sounds like enough mumbo jumbo words for it to be in our wheelhouse. They, they also, uh, they always tie the Feldenkrais method, registered trademark, uh, to, to, the, to the byline of somatic education. So, yeah, oh, I like the knowing, oh, somatic. And so we've, we've encountered somatic a few other places, you know, like in Scientology, contact the somatic. What's the somatic? And then, I don't know, it seems like we've, we've heard that elsewhere. So it's like, okay, well, you're not saying bodily, you're saying somatic. So what are you trying to pull here? 
Yeah, somatic just means like of the body or of the body cells. Yeah, because when we were looking through this, we weren't really sure. We were like, okay, this is kind of on the bubble. Sometimes people will promote things that have some evidence behind them, but maybe not so much evidence that they should be making the claims they're making. Maybe this is like that, or maybe it's just great uh, because it, the, the science was kind of spotty. We really weren't sure. It was developed by Dr. Moshe Feldenkrais, who lived from 1904 to 1984. They mention in his biography, again, a few little things that make you raise your eyebrow. He received degrees in mechanical and electrical engineering. Definitely suspicious. Uh, <laughs> earned his doctorate of science in physics at the Sorbonne in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Subsequently worked for a number of years in the French nuclear research program with Joilat Curie. And they don't mention if that's Irene or Frederick, but I guess that would have been Frederick, I think. Irene was what? the daughter of Marie and Pierre Curie. Oh, okay. And I think she was another chemist. Anyways, ah. it's like this name dropping like you experienced with L. Ron Hubbard, like, oh, he took one physics class, so he's an expert on physics. Oh, right. Uh, this guy seems more legitimate already. He also studied with Jigoro Kano, the originator of judo. Oh, Became cool. the first European, one of the first Europeans to earn a black belt, and he wrote four books on judo. Wow. So that's okay. probably worked into all this. So he knows something about how the body moves. So here's another thing that he said that made me a little suspicious. He said, we move according to our perceived self-image. So oh, okay. that sounds like, well, yes, but what are you saying? Are you saying that, you know, if you just expand your mind, it's like a mind over matter thing? So we're suspicious. That's, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm trying to Yeah, that feels here. like you might be about to tell me about telekinesis or something. Like, if you just believed that you could do it, you could raise this right. mind. He only conducted three seminars where he taught people how to accomplish his method. One was in Tel Aviv is where the first session happened. For some reason, that audio got cut out. The second was Amherst. But guess where the other one was? San Francisco. How did you know? That's right. Back in the 70s. So, all right. We've got a, we've got a connection here. Good call back to San Francisco. <laughs> So, I remember where we are. <laughs> <laughs> so we said to ourselves, we said, Ross, Carrie, we should try this out. But, you know, if we're really going to try it out and they say that it's particularly good with people with disabilities, we got one of those. <laughs> we have my sweet love, Drew Spears. Drew Spears. <laughs> You've all heard about Drew. He is our, our chief researcher now. <laughs> chief, I, I'm giving you a new title. Chief researcher at Oh No, Ross and Carrie. Did someone say disabilities? <laughs> oh, man. It's great to be in San Francisco, everyone. You know, we passed around the big bottle of ayahuasca. Yeah, I, I mean, I know I was in San Francisco, but I didn't realize I was going to be in Haight-Ashbury. <laughs> Pass me a pint of Ben & Jerry's, man. Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> Some, just warm. I, I just warming no, up. Good. It's just, good, just, babe. Yeah, it's good. I got some San Francisco jokes, you know. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. please, please. I've only been here a day, and I already run a tech startup, <laughs> and I've already displaced an entire neighborhood. <laughs> it's worth it though, because I made a app uh, for self care that reminds you to wipe your ass. Also, I had a burrito that I have a weirdly strong opinion on. Uh. Drew, explain this to me. Do you know this thing about San Francisco and burritos? No. 
I didn't yeah. know either. Oh, ask Jesse Thorne about it? Okay. It's yeah, he has very strong burrito opinions. Because I like lettuce in a burrito. Sorry. And that really pisses Jesse off. Have you had a conversation with Jesse about burritos? No. Don't. <laughs> this makes me want to have a conversation with Jesse about burritos. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Okay. Uh, but Drew was explaining to me that San Franciscans. That's the whole premise of our show. You tell us not to do something. Right. Like, yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. That San Franciscans feel very strongly about burritos. They're burritos. You have like a specific style of burrito. And I assume you think they're good. <laughs> I haven't tried them, so I, this is no judgment call. That'd be I, very funny. I'm if sure the take, they're all delicious. <laughs> if the take were like, you have to try our terrible burritos. That's our thing. Here's the ideal burrito. You start with some beans. You then put some rice in there. Oh, start with the tortilla. Uh, then, um, you put the tortilla around the rice and beans. <laughs> And then you put some Fritos and uh, some Diablo sauce because you are in Taco Bell. You can't beat perfection, people. Taco Bell has the best burritos. Ah. Well, that's it for our show. (laughs) (laughs) So we looked up where we could do the Feldenkrais method Mm -hmm. and uh, picked out a place. And it was this this one woman. We're going to call her Mary. Yeah. And On their website, they list all the local practitioners for wherever you are. There were a few in L.A. And she was in West Hollywood, which is a neighborhood in L.A. Offered a class on Sunday mornings. Cool. Let's go. The three of us. So so Ross emailed her. Didn't get a response. And so a few days later, when we're like, oh, this is in a couple days. I emailed her because she didn't provide the address. So again, raising my eyebrow, why aren't you providing the address? Where are you hiding? So I call Mary, and she answers the phone, and and I said, hi, is this Mary last name? And uh, and she said, who's this? <laughs> and I said, oh, my name's Carrie. I was just wondering whether you're having the Feldenkrais um, <laughs> event tomorrow morning. And, and she said, well, that all depends. I haven't been feeling too well. Like that. And I, and I said, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, uh, when will you know? And, <laughs> and she was like, I, I, really, I really couldn't say. So I could tell like, some, there's some bug up this woman's ass, and I don't know what it More is. More red flags. Yeah. yeah. So I said, okay, how about I plan on coming next week? And she said, Carrie, what's your last name? And I said, coffee and then for some reason I spelled it P-O-P-P-Y it's P-O-H-P-P-Y I get get confused with another Carrie and she said ah so you're with oh no Ross and Carrie ah it's the first time this has happened yeah and so I said oh yeah (laughs) you you a fan about us. Well, <laughs> um, yep, that's me. Uh, and, she, and she said, and um, how did you find out about my business? And I said, well, um, you know, my boyfriend has CP, cerebral palsy, and uh, we were just looking up things that would benefit him and came to your site. And she said, does he even really have CP? And I don't. <laughs> I just did it for that George Soros money. We call that pulling a Brian Cranston. Number one movie, folks. Get on board. 
Uh, so I said, yes, yes, he does. And she said, well, I'm not at all interested in participating in your podcast. Or no, wait, your webcast, your webcast. And I said, did Ross email you or call you or something? And she said, he emailed me. And I said, do you Google everyone who emails you? And there was a very long pause. <laughs> and, uh, and, she, and she said, that's an interesting question. I don't feel I have to answer it. But I wish your boyfriend well. And then she hung up. My goodness. That's nice. She wished me well, and I appreciate it. <laughs> so then we had to find another person. Yeah. So went back to the Feldenkrais website. And, and you were a little concerned that maybe they'd, like, she tipped off everybody in yeah. the area. Like, don't let Ross and Carrie take They have your a phone class. tree. Everyone just calls one person. <laughs> We're like, what are they hiding? What's going on? And so there was a Monday morning class. And so we thought, okay, we'll take the Monday morning class. Um, this was offered from a woman we'll call Laura. Laura. Okay. Her website, she had her own dedicated website. It promised a number of things, including that Feldenkrais will restore you to your full height. Hey, you didn't know you were missing it, did you? It's interesting. You know, and you think about that, you know, you know you, you lose some height over the course of the day as your, you know, gravity compacts your spine. Oh, you yeah, go to bed. Okay. I'm surprised there's not more people who kind of obsessively say, oh, I got to stay like horizontal oh, so right. I don't lose my height. Well, my mom gave me this thing that you can put on your back and it tells you when you're slow. Oh, yeah. A very mother th gift. There's a new d device I keep seeing ads for like that. Yeah, uh, that well, might be it. Oh, we should, we should try. Yeah, let's try uh, So anyways, that's one of those things. I also wonder like... You'd think there'd be more people out there who'd be really worried about radiation because that's kind of like one of the leading reasons you age is you get bombarded by cosmic radiation and it kind of decreases your, your genes ability to... I'm sorry, what? Themselves. Yeah, I didn't know this. I'm, I'm just... This is all an aside to say. I'm surprised there's not more people who want to build little like barriers above their beds to like block radiation like or something. Like live in a Faraday cage. Yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. Like I will live longer this way. Maybe it's either it's really expensive I to do that. I think that's a Goosebumps episode, though. Oh, really? Yeah, where they sleep in Tupperware. No, you're thinking that's Erie, Indiana. Oh, that's Erie, Indiana. Indiana. Okay. I think we have like a, a billion dollar business here <laughs> if, if we sell these cages. I think maybe people just aren't scientifically knowledgeable enough. Anyways, so her website also. Also says it can reconnect you to your ultimate power. So, okay, what is this? Uh, we were all planning to go Monday morning. Yes. But Last Monday. Was it? Oh yeah. Oh my yeah. God, this and feels so long ago. Poor, okay. poor Carrie was up all the previous night. With a migraine. So I uh, told uh, Ross and Drew, I think you're going to have to do this by yourselves, fellas. So we did. We, we drove down to L.A. So I'm going to hear about this alongside you guys. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, this was very near Max Fun headquarters. Yes, it is uh, near Max Fun. Well, that's public knowledge where that is. Uh, it's yeah, in Max a concrete building where they also shoot pornography. A lot of porn, yes. Uh, there's like a 30% chance if you're watching pornography that like an episode of Jordan Jesse Go is happening just like <laughs> feet away. No, it's really true. I don't want to reveal too much, but I remember once seeing a video and go, oh, wow, I know which building that is. <laughs> Nina, what's her name? She works. Nina Hartley, Hartley. is that her name? Yeah. She works there. She works in the building with Max Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. So, <laughs> this wasn't there. It was down the street. You and I met there, Drew. Yeah. I, I lifted. Oh, excellent. And uh, 
we met up there. It was a gated complex at that address and a really cool little art community. Yeah, it's like an old, like, 1920s Art Deco artist community building. Oh, cool. Yeah. And the, there's an upstairs like area, and all the buildings are uh, painted slightly different colors. And, yeah, this is cool. A bunch of studios where people can make their artwork. So we wandered around for a bit till finally we looked on her website to figure out which unit number she was on. Meanwhile, one woman kind of walked by and suspiciously looked at us. And there were a couple other ladies, and we asked them, well, we're looking for the Feldenkrais method? And they said, oh, what's that? And uh, we responded, a movement class. <laughs> and they said that sounded cool. Yeah. Do you think we're just like now we're suspicious of whether people are suspicious of us? Yes. Okay. Because sometimes I'll be like, she knows, and then they don't. Yeah, there's a little paranoia creeping into our order yeah. of operations here. You know what? I should have said felled in Christ. It's like being slain in the spirit. You're being felled in Christ. Oh, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Missed opportunity. So. We... Well, you did just do it. Hey, found opportunity. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Apophasis, the mentioning of something by claiming not to mention it. Oh, right, right, right. We won't even mention his tax returns. Okay, anyway, so <laughs> we, we found the unit number. We got up there, and who opens the door but the suspicious lady? Oh. But she looks far less suspicious now. Well, wait, so you were like, oh, I'm going to move it thing, and she's like, oh, that's no, no, cool. I think we, and then it's we, her? we conflated two different people. There were several suspicious people. <laughs> um, there, no, but there weren't suspicious. There weren't. Suspicious people, they were they suspicious, of, suspicious us. of you. Yes, we were but suspicious. The first people. person walked past us, and then we asked the second person. And the woman who answered the door was uh, the first person. Okay, it's very I important really we get this right. <laughs> okay, yeah, sorry for the confusion there. So she, she let us in. She said, Oh, I wasn't sure whether to expect anyone this morning. Uh, and we said, Oh, was there a better time we should show up? Because she made it clear, you know, I was gonna start doing some other things. And now you're here. Mm-hmm. And, and we said, oh, should we come back at another time? She said, no, no, this is the right time. Oh, so, wow. so people must not come every week. Right. Okay. Right. And we hadn't, like, pre-announced ourselves. She might Google uh, us. Right. <laughs> so we didn't know yet, like, did her buddy Mary tip her off or anything. But mm. I, I could have seen the whole thing that we did. I could see it consistent with her knowing who we were and consistent with her not. I'm going to guess not. Cool. Yeah, I think she didn't know who we were. So we came in, she said we didn't need to bring anything, which is good because we didn't bring anything. <laughs> she told you that as you arrived. <laughs> That's great. Well, we asked her, like, should we have brought mats or something? No, she, uh, had, she had, like, double-layer mats she laid down for each of us, had us lay down. Uh, it was like, yeah, it is like this, imagine, like, a cool artist, like, uh, like studio, but it had an upstairs, and there were some drum kits. Uh, it was like, oh, the person who lives here must be cool. Yeah, different, like... <laughs> costumes hanging on the wall and some antique furniture yeah and a wood wood paneled flooring and a pretty spacious area it was nice. here's what it looked like uh in sitcoms when like a teen-aged character like they kind of semi-write them off and then they go to college and they show them at college like that's the like living space that they're in <laughs> that's what it looked like just to paint like a, a picture bohemian kind of yeah thing? yeah okay. correct it's very good description and uh, so she told us that she had originally found the feldenkrais method by trying to treat her own injury she had had an accident that mm-hmm. she was involved in and she had a disc that kept slipping in her uh, thoracic vertebrae and uh, she said that this was the thing that helped the most and I thought well that's cool you, you thought this was helpful and so you endeavored to learn it and train others in yeah it. that's neat. unless it's a pyramid scheme <laughs> she said here's some essential oils 
Did she charge you for this? Yeah, eventually, yes, okay. at the end. Yeah, so I guess we had to bring one thing, money. <laughs> so she said that this is an educational system and a talk to your nervous system approach. And it's not necessarily about becoming symmetrical, which is, is good. <laughs> oh, yeah, says somebody. Wait, so do people think that, that it's about becoming symmetrical? Well, I mean, with other kind of forms of like things like yoga and things like that, I mean, it's a lot about like alignment and things like oh, that. Oh, yeah, I imagine. okay, okay. Well, and it seems like if you're talking to someone with a disability, that might be sort of an extraordinary claim to say like, oh, we're going to balance you oh, out. Oh, right, right, okay. Yeah, okay. But it's all, right, all about it now. awareness through movement, and she's going to offer us verbal guidance to get through all these various procedures. Uh, so, yeah, she had us kind of start down by uh, laying on our backs. Yeah. Nice, we did nice, that. classic. It, it really did start kind of like a yoga session or a bit of meditation where she just walked us through breathing exercises. Okay, I want you to breathe in slowly, breathe out. Okay, now think about, think about that breath and try to keep your upper chest, your rib cage sort of stationary and have it only move your belly. Okay, now do the opposite. Try mm. to move your upper respiratory system and keep your belly still. Yeah. It's that hurt. reminds me a lot of like acting exercises where they make you like, you know, just breathing your diaphragm and avoid your chest. And, right. Yeah. So, yeah, Similar. It was all about Ross, was there music playing? I don't remember. Not yet. Okay. Not at that point. Yeah. Did anyone recognize the music up top? The theme song. No, no. The w <laughs> Before that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bonus points. How did he know? Yeah, the, the wave your flag. So. Yeah. It's a Scientology reference. Okay, go on. Okay. Yeah, they played that endlessly at this one meeting I was at, like two hours. It was just wave your flag over and over. <laughs> So I love that song now. <laughs> so she was telling us to be aware of the, the length of our spines, to scan our bodies mentally, be aware of your height. And five foot six. Make sure you're... <laughs> yeah, right? That's my height, five feet and six inches. I'm yeah. aware of it. Make sure your jaw is relaxed. But, but already I kind of like, I felt she was much like a good yoga practitioner, someone mm -hmm. who's kind of aware of where your brain's gonna be going to or hanging up, like, oh, thank you for saying to relax my jaw. I was tensing up my jaw for some reason. Mm -hmm. So I, I felt like she was anticipating yeah, those things. Yeah, I think uh, she was very attentive and uh, had a really nice energy where, like, I don't know, whenever I do things like that, I'm always like, oh, am I gonna fuck something up? But like, am I gonna do it wrong? And she just emphasized that there really isn't, it was just like very like uh, gently guided. Uh, so it was really nice to get into like a relaxive state. And, and I'm really, uh, I'm a big fan of the little metaphors that help you just picture what you're doing. So, oh yeah, like a silver cord on top of your head. Exactly, right. that's my favorite posture advice. Uh, like, yeah. oh yeah, oh, I should be like a marionette. Oh, now I'm sitting up straight. And so she would and do things. And you start doing a tap dance. <laughs> I was going to do something with one of the dolls. Um, she, uh, so she was saying like, okay, when you're breathing in, imagine a little person in there with a big balloon, like that they're inflating. Like, oh, cool, I can do that. You know, Horrifying. So. <laughs> <laughs> and she kept encouraging us not to be uncomfortable. Don't do anything that hurts. Just be aware. Just, Just pay sounds attention. a lot like yoga so far. They're always telling yep. you, you know, know your own limits. You can't do this imperfectly. But then they come around and show you how you're doing it imperfectly. <laughs> is it kind of like that? Is there that sort of, there yeah. is correction, yes. but it's just super sweet? A very forgiving yoga instructor, yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> other, other metaphors included, you know, like trying to, we are flat on the ground. So she had us bring up our knees, and that was one thing she said, like, put your knees in a position so that if someone were to sit on them, you could support that person. I thought, oh, that's helpful. Can you do this on the ground? I can't picture that. Yep. <laughs> Okay, Ross is on his back, 
Yeah, and anyone's welcome to sit on my knees now. I'm, I'm <laughs> oh, ready you're for saying it. okay. So if I were sitting and like leaning against your knees, no, like you, you know, like sitting. oh, like I could literally sit on your knees. Yeah, like, you know, like a stool. Huh. I'm not <laughs> sure. Is, I is could. this such a profound concept? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that was the best analogy. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like I could sit there. Like I would just I say, bend try. your knees. <laughs> Well, See, that I understand. Bend your knees while laying down. Okay, all right. Well, how about this one? <laughs> so, I thought that was a good one. All right, so, so another one was, okay, let's see. So she wanted us to kind of rock our hips if in that position, sort of up and down, and rotate it like a bowling ball. This would be such a good way to prank someone. <laughs> to just pretend that you have a business. And you just... <laughs> I'm going to your house and you're like, roll your stomach. I'm going to sit on your knees. I remember that, that was a good uh, Calvin and Hobbes where Hobbes was having Calvin drink out of the opposite end of the glass to get rid of hiccups. And he was talking to the, the camera saying, you know, I think this is just something that people do to watch the other person do it. Like, oh, it's sure. It's entertaining. So, okay, I thought that was helpful. Also, <laughs> she was saying to kind of flatten your lower back just like you're trying to squeeze the water out of a sponge under your back. Okay. Yeah. Oh, finally. Okay. <laughs> Checks out. Uh, okay, she did tell us. Uh, so I was trying to listen for anything that sounded, eh, again, just a little bit out of the ordinary. She mentioned that in Feldenkrais, we take a lot of breaths, like the ones we were doing, so that the nervous system can absorb information. Hmm. Okay. Okay. But so far, you know, she hadn't really said anything too controversial. I so. guess if, like, we're really thinking of the nervous system very broadly... You're get, I mean, you're getting information by living and breathing. It's a stretch. Uh, I'm scrolling on my phone here because I'm having a great texting conversation while this is all happening. <laughs> no, these are my notes. I, I can't wait. I mean, you sent me these Ross, notes ahead of time. Was, what was the analogy that she made? Oh, I'm sorry, hon. That's okay. Um, you sent me these notes ahead of time, and I can't wait for you to get to a particular part. Oh, yes. It's very surprising. Uh, Go on, babe. Ross, what was she saying about, like, our spines, thinking about them being, like, a... Like a Eel? Yeah. So Am I wrong? An eel? You're wrong, but, okay. but <laughs> in a very interesting way. Yeah, yeah I, I like that moment. So she was saying, you know, in development, you were, you know, not fully formed. You didn't have a spinal column yet early on. Like in your mother's womb? In your mother's womb, okay. correct. Right. When you are still alive and a person. <laughs> <laughs> What? Uh, um, <laughs> Sorry, aunt. San Francisco. <laughs> yes, we're talking ontogeny here. So you are a fetus developing in the womb. And she was saying that before you have a spinal column, you have just sort of like a, a tube of nerves, essentially. And, and so th you can think of that if that's helpful. She was having us relax our spines. And that was her analogy. And then later on, she used the phrase notochord. And I was like, you had me at notochord. <laughs> That's what is notochord? It's some sexy scientific language. It's just you know, like a supporting structure for your spinal column. Oh, all right. She mentioned that. I don't cool. know. Just thought it was kind of sexy. Um, what did? Yeah. What did she? What was her whole vibe? Oh yeah, we haven't described her. Uh, is she young, uh, young lady? Yeah, I would probably say like mid to late thirties. Yeah, our age. Yeah, our age. Um, or my age, I should say. You're, yeah, you're I'm young. a little younger. Ross, I mean, Drew is turning thirty in February. Can you believe it? No, I'm turning 23 for the seventh time. <laughs> it, would, it would be the eighth time. Hmm. 
Okay. Look so who can I count. <laughs> uh, yeah, she was like a really, she had a really like friendly energy, like very relaxed. Like, I mean, she's not high, she's not like me. She's not high strung and like, just like, I gotta say something. Like, you know, she sets the, she sets the table. She comes in with like a nice, easy energy and then you kind of meet it. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, and she had dark hair pulled back in a ponytail uh, and she had every now and then just this kind of fast laugh that came out with a lot of power. Oh, cool. Yeah, and that was cool. It reminded me of my friend Minnie. Anyway, so now- Minnie then, Mouse? Who is also my friend, but no. <laughs> Yeah, she kept saying nice things too. Like as you were doing this, she'd say, you're not trying to achieve anything. And it would just sort of take away this sense of, ooh, I want an A. You know, I want to do this mm -hmm. right. I want to mm -hmm. approve the teacher. She'd say, ah, you're not trying to prove anything or be anything. So, uh, all right, you didn't yeah, like that. Yeah, this sounds so much like yoga. A another analogy, think uh, she would have us, again, as we're on our back with our, do, do I need to get in this position again? No, I think okay. I get it. All right, with our knees up, she would have us kind of lift our bodies, you know, kind of <laughs> butt first. Mm -hmm. Is this suggestive at all? I don't know what I'm doing here. And Ross is thrusting out the audience, <laughs> yes, just for right. anyone listening at home. And it, so she would tell us to do it sort of one vertebra at a time and said, imagine it like a string of pearls where they have to tie a knot between each individual vertebra. So you sort of feel that one vertebra and then the knot and then another vertebra, you know. So you're it, trying to space them out. Yeah, and okay. just kind of feel them coming up one at a time. Oh, okay. Again, I thought yeah, that a helpful. Yeah. yeah. Did you find these metaphors helpful? Um, you know, I found myself like pretty blissed out during all this, so like I, I didn't absorb them all like Ross did. The pearls thing I did, and then like I did not find the notochord thing sexy like Ross <laughs> did. Uh, I was mostly like, should I know what that is? <laughs> did Am you I dumb? Did you have to look that up, or did you know? No, what I knew. Oh wow! So he knew the chord. I was I'm probably on dumb. In the then after we'd done some of these exercises, she had us go back to the breathing and, and notice the breath. And I said, oh, something supposed to be different this time around. And she laughed and said, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's honest. At this point, we'd been going, I don't know, maybe 15 minutes, oh, okay, yeah. 20 minutes. And she had us uh, get back up to standing. And I felt a little lightheaded. My body was now all nice and loose. And I just felt a little wavy. Yeah, it felt like you had just gotten a massage. You know, hmm. like you kind of have that like just like kind of like looseness in your body. That's nice. And she told us that we so could. So far this sounds great. Yeah. She told us to take a walk, you know, like the good old Scientology uh, <laughs> exercise of the old take a walk. Yeah. Yeah. So we did that. We explored Wait, the space. You're, you're in an apartment though? Yeah. yeah. We couldn't walk far. So you, are you just like doing a loop in her living yeah. room? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, there's a cool chair. Ooh, I like okay. that dress. Hey, what's up with the drum kit? You know, you, we had a yeah. little conversation. You've both gone trying, native and think this is normal. Yeah. All right. No, I think what she was doing was trying to get us in a mindset where we're just kind of like following our body's impulses. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. All right. All right. I think this is the is part. Is that strange? No, I just, I don't know. I'm picturing you two like trotting around her living no, room. No, you're, uh, Carrie, what you're imagining is 100% correct. Strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that is an entertaining live show full of many quips. Oh, yes, I agree. And many other bits of humor. Jokes and information. Does that, does that make you think of anything, Carrie? Mm -mm. Okay. Well, I guess we should go back to the All show then. Alrighty. Wait. Oh, you know what? I just thought of something. What's that? Because you mentioned quips earlier. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. This episode is actually sponsored in part 
by Quip. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. I know. I just happen to have a Quip. That's a fantastic toothbrush. You do. Very interesting. I also have a Quip. You know what? Actually, I'm equipped with two Quips because Cara was here not too long ago. We were recording a spot for Quip. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, as we're driving home, she said, actually, that sounds really good. I think I want one. Oh, good. And so we went to the website and I bought her. I think they have the, the red one, like the product red. Nice. And uh, she's loving her Quip now, too. Nice. So, yeah, we both use a real Quip family. Quip toothbrushes. What about Andrew? Uh, he has some other knockoff uh, electric toothbrush. Andrew. Some bulky, awful. When will he grow up and get a Quip? <laughs> so, uh, uh, anyways, you want to quip as well because it's got sensitive sonic vibrations that are gentle enough on your sensitive gums and a built-in two-minute timer that pulses every 30 seconds. That's right. And when you get a quip, you get brush heads automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just five bucks. Come on, you can do that. Yeah, they sent me one and I'm thinking, I like this old brush head so much, I don't know if I'm ready to part with it yet. <laughs> What did you like so much about the old one? I don't I've taken good care of it. Seems oh, like it's huh? still perfectly it's good. Yeah. And I don't like throwing away things that are still good. Yeah, I get that. So anyways. But you're happy you have the new one. For sure. A backup. Exactly. And Quip is backed up by over 20,000 dental professionals. Whoa. So usually you hear about toothpaste, you know, like nine out of 10 dentists approve of that. Right. I don't know what the breakdown is here, but 20,000 dentists can't be wrong. They're behind it. They back, it's backed by them. So now I'm just picturing one toothbrush and 20,000 dentists lined up to use it. And that's probably... What's going on? Also, Quip starts at just 25 bucks, And if you go to getquip.com slash oh no, right now you get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at, in case you're trying to spell it like C-W-I-P or something. No, no, no. <laughs> it's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash oh no, O-H-N-O. But you know... There's more than just Quip to this show, Ross. Okay. There's also shoes. So you've taken care of your teeth. Now look at your feet. Exactly. Skip everything that's in the middle. Go from your teeth to your feet. What's on your feet? Maybe some Rothy's. Do you know about Rothy's, Ross? Oh, yeah. Rothy's? I know about Rothy's. They are stylish, sustainable, and comfortable shoes. Comfortable enough for everyday wear anywhere. That's right. I have some Rothy's, and they are very cute. Who boy. There's little flats, they're hunter green, and then they have a sort of sunburst on the toe. Not unlike the Brazzo sunburst. Oh, interesting. So you can gaze at them all day. And here's the most important thing. They are made from recycled plastic water bottles. That is so cool. Yeah. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, so they're made out of recycled plastic, so they're scratchy, like wearing plastic bottles on your feet. Nope. That's not how that works. Soft and nicey, nicey, nice. Yeah, like super soft. I know because Kara got some. Uh-huh. And she's loving this. We try out things for the show. And yeah. She's like, yeah, keep sending stuff my way. <laughs> so she got a very classy pair of black shoes that nice. just have like one single bright blue line along them. Oh, it's pretty cool. Piping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they look great. She loves them. They've got points to the ends of them. Uh, she wears them around all the time now. Nice. I wear mine a lot too. And I immediately told my best friend, hey, you got to go buy some of these Rothy's. And she said, I already wear Rothy's to work every single day. And as someone who is a member of the green team at work mm-hmm. and uh, cares a lot about being sustainable, I really appreciate that they found a way to extract a material and reuse it. And it's still washable. Just take note to remove the insole when you wash it and wash it on cold. And as someone who was a member of the green team at church camp, 
I concur. Yeah. Yeah. Go green team. That's right. Now, my green team had nothing to do with the environment. We were all just divided into colors. Rothy's <laughs> is the everyday flat for life on the go for women and girls. It's stylish, classic, comfortable, and comes in four fashionable styles and come in lots of colors and patterns. And when your shoes have run their course, send them back to Rothy's for free and they will be recycled again. Whoa. Yeah. So, Back into water bottles. So we can stop Probably extracting not. stuff from the natural There's resources. There's only so much freaking stuff down there, you guys. <laughs> right now, Rothy's has an amazing deal for our listeners. Use code ONO, O-H-N-O, to get free shipping with no minimum. No minimum? No minimum. Wait, hang on. You're telling me I can buy as much as I want at Rothy's or as little as I want at Rothy's if I just want to get a little tasty poo and they're going to send it for free. You'll get free shipping and free returns and exchanges on your Rothy's shoe. All right. I guess I'm going to go to rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com and enter oh no to get my amazing shoes and free shipping. It's a no-brainer. Shoes that are comfortable, stylish, and sustainable and free shipping. That's rothys.com, promo code oh no. Be sure to get the steel while it lasts. And back to Sketchfest at San Francisco. All right, I think this is the part that Carrie is excited about. So the oh, yes. Okay. The <laughs> next... So imagine me reading Ross's notes when I come to this. All right, so then Drew and I were, were standing up. Maybe we should act this out, Drew. Yeah, I'm going to put my microphone down. All right. Drew is putting his microphone Karen down. can describe. Okay, so she wanted us to... All right, yeah, this time it's not like that nice apartment we have cords to contend with okay so she would have us touch a part of the other person's body ross is touching drew and you imagine a two inch string and you gently pull the other person along and drew is miming being dragged across the stage slowly what a great way to spend a Monday. So I've now chosen a different part of Did Drew's body. Did it go this long? Oh, much longer. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it might have been like 30 minutes. <laughs> what? Am I wrong? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, th- this but is... Then, but then we'd trade off and it would be like my turn and I'd be like... So now, true... <laughs> Drew is pulling Ross by an imaginary thread above his head or nose, like a fish. Sometimes you can make the uh, string longer. So sometimes I would be like seven steps away from Ross and it would be like a little bit more generalized. Uh But it's supposed to be about like small, subtle movements. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't know that you succeeded then. But... (laughs) But... Thank you, Drew, uh, for that dramatic recreation. Yeah, but you had to have your eyes sort of on the person, so when we touch, like, the the shoulder blade, uh, that would be kind of tricky to kind of keep your eye. Where am I supposed to be stretching? Right. Uh, But But in your notes, it just said something like, Drew and I start touching each other. That's accurate. And that's accurate, yeah. It's not wrong. What? You're a young man. You're experimenting. It's fine. Carrie texted me about that, and I said, well, we meant to tell you. (laughs) So, yeah, we did this for a while, and, like, naturally, when I'd be pulling you along, Drew, I would kind of start tensing up. I don't know. It's like when you're pulling the fake rope. You know, you want to get your real muscles involved in it. And she kept reminding me, like, "Uh, you know, you can 
ease it up. You don't need to like exert any muscle power. Oh, you guys oh, are sorry. just auditioning at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Ross, at this point, were you like in your head like this is weird? Because I was not. I was so down for all of this. Yeah, Drew's a, a good sport, and yeah, I was into it. I was having fun. Yeah, this felt good. Great. I'm all for it. Because you don't think about, like, uh, in acting classes or improv classes, they do have you, like, sometimes just, like, walk around and, like, lead with your chest. And you'd be like, well, what does this make me feel like? What kind of character leads with his chest? Or, like, you know, lead with your uh, pelvis. And you're, you start to think about, like, what kind of person leads with their pelvis? And it's just like, oh, I'm leading with my shoulder blade. Or, oh, I'm leading with my knee. And it's just like, oh, I don't think about movement in that way. Yeah, and you were mentioning to her, you don't normally think of your body as kind of componentized, where you have individual pieces and thinking about how they're interacting differently from other pieces. Mm, like thinking about a forest as an ecosystem versus thinking of the individual trees. Right. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, side note, is there anyone lazier than a theater professor? Oh, God, no. Uh, they just, like, you show and up. And, like, I... I coach improv, so in many ways I am a theater professor. Sure, baby. Uh, and I get paid $60 for two hours, and it's a very real thing. That makes you a professional. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a super lazy thing. Yeah, I mean, it just seems... Did you ever take any theater classes in college or anything? Uh, an acting class. Oh, yeah. okay. It just seems like they never have lesson plans. You show up and they're like, oh. maybe with your chest for 25 <laughs> minutes. Carrie, I'm going to set you up for what may be my favorite story uh, that you've ever told me. And that's what your uh, theater professor did uh, on a day where they didn't want to, like, work. I'm sorry, Ross. Oh, no, okay. go ahead. Uh, this is what it was. Uh, yeah, we came one day and Gary clearly had nothing to teach us. So he broke out a DVD of K-Pax. <laughs> The movie. Oh, wait, uh, Kevin Spacey is Kevin a space Spacey alien. Kevin Spacey plays an alien. Yes. And before putting it in. In a hospital? In, I just remember being remember, in a hospital. I don't remember. I'm sure he ended yeah, okay. up in Okay, someone the says yes. Thank you. Um, uh, and Gary, my theater professor, said, now what I want you to watch is that everyone in this movie is trying to be Kevin Spacey. And over the course of the film, you watch them become more and more Kevin Spacey, <laughs> except one person, Kevin Spacey. Is this because the actors are trying to emulate him? That, that was Gary's theory. Also, okay. Gary, they shoot movies out of, out sequence. of order. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Uh, anyway, go on. <laughs> yeah, I bet if you had found the shooting schedule, it would have totally blown apart that theory. <laughs> uh, all right, good story. Next, did they show, uh, was it... It seems like there were a lot of movies like that all next to each other, like Phenomenon. Uh, Powder. With, yeah, Powder. That's the mm -hmm. other one I was thinking of. Yeah. Michael. I don't remember that one. I'll tell you later. That's right. Travolta. Oh, wait. Was that, also, was that John Travolta? That's Travolta. Playing an angel? He yeah. smelled good. Women were very sexually attracted to the angel. That was the hook of Michael. Oh, City of Angels? Okay, anyway. We just turned on. into a very different podcast all of a sudden. <laughs> All right, so the next part was, uh, I, I think, my favorite, at least from like trying to picture myself in the other camera eye. Here, you can join me if you want, Drew. This is the up and down exploration. Yeah, I'm going to let you do this one solo. Okay. <laughs> or, well, here, I'll, I'll put up the mic and let Carrie I'll narrate. Describe. Ross is putting the mic in the stand. Ross is muttering to himself. <laughs> Ross. Well, I'll, I'll set this up. Oh, she asked wait, us what? to... Ross is dead! She... What she asked us to do was to, like, 
find your way to the floor in an interesting way. Oh, okay. Like, find your way to the floor and then get back, like, spring back, not spring back up, she, she doesn't want that much energy, but just, like, slowly get back up in an interesting way. Oh, and you do okay. that a couple of times. So, Ross is, what, what do you call this? Um, he's, like, Ross he's finding is... interesting ways to fall to the ground. Yeah, yeah, he's walking like a drunk person and then dying like a drunk person. And... The thing about this apartment is that it had like hardwood floors. There was oh some carpeting, God. but like, so it's like, oh, just find the nearest way to fall. And it's just like, oh, I didn't want to. I, I hate falling down. Oh. Falling down sucks. This poor woman. I didn't sign get up a for a job it. as a theater teacher. Okay. Wow. That's something that definitely needs an introduction. Uh, you you know, get the idea. It. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. So we did that for another 10. I love that. That was great. <laughs> you did that for 10 minutes? About. Yeah. Wow. No. She just it like, goes fast. You don't realize how much time has elapsed because you're having fun. That's what they say. And she's just like making a pie during this or? <laughs> no, but something else. Uh, during halfway through the session, uh, the other people that use the space like came in. Because uh, like there's like, what? I guess documentarians share the space with her. What? <laughs> No, this no, would, this no, would have been makes... your favorite part of the investigation, Carrie, because they came with a dog. Oh! What kind of a dog? I had my eyes closed, so I never saw the dog. You, why did you have your eyes closed? It was a black dog. If I had to guess, I would say like a black lab. Oh, okay. That's a pretty dog. Friendly? Uh, well, I didn't get to interact with said dog. What is wrong The dog with went you? upstairs. They Look, were doing their documentary stuff upstairs. I'm busy uh, collapsing the on the floor. documentary... I'll take that as approval. <laughs> Carrie just won Riff of the Night, so she uh, gets the gift certificate. <laughs> All right, what else? What happened? I, I was saying this would be a very good way to tell fortunes, like just to let people flop around the floor for a while and see where they land. Oh, yeah. Like, interesting, you chose the lower left quadrant. That's... <laughs> anyway, so she told us next we were going to do a new exercise called flying. We got very excited about this. Mm -hmm. And she said, are you okay with getting on your stomachs? And both Drew and I sounded way too excited about this. We were both like, yeah, we like that. That's good. <laughs> we went, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to like this. Why do you both like laying on your stomachs? I find that uncomfortable. I get, well, she seemed to think that most people would, but no, I like laying huh. on my stomach. I mean, it's probably like my second favorite way to lay. Okay. Like... <laughs> Back I can only think of three, but okay. Back number one, stomach number two, side number three. Oh, interesting. You'd think I would know that by now, but... <laughs> Carrie and I sleep in separate bedrooms. <laughs> across a very long hallway. <laughs> so she the had, White House. She had us do a variety of things. So uh, first, she's like, okay, calm it down, boys. Not yet. Start on, start on your back. And... and <laughs> She, she said that Feldenkrais had developed thousands of these kinds of exercises, uh, like the flying one we were about to do. They're all just little tiny programs to help you work towards a certain action, like mm -hmm. walking or pulling or you know, whatever it may be. Okay. So we started in a T-pose on our backs, uh, and then eventually, you know, after a few stretches and moving our arms around, we did get on our bellies. Yay! And we weren't that excited by it. I just thought it was funny how 
how we both immediately responded with such gusto. Anyway, so, um, yeah, and then she would have us kind of like, again, pretend we were a marionette and have just the fingers lift off of the floor as we're stretching out our hands in a T pose uh -huh. and not the palm. And then, okay, now do it with the palm, lift up the palm, and then get up your whole elbow. So she had us do this. And, and she was very helpful for me during this bit because uh, I don't have full dexterity of my elbow uh, mm -hmm. for people at home. I can only move it to around like a little bit past 90 degrees. So she like got a few pillows to help me put my arm down. And then like if I couldn't lift it up on my right side, she was just like, it's cool, just visualize lifting it up. And I did. That's cool. I thought I it was very thoughtful. Yeah, she offered us water. She was doing a lot, Carrie. Yeah. You know what I never thought about is your arm, you don't have full dexterity and I have too much dexterity. Right? Yeah. Right? Carrie just pulled like this exorcist move where she bends her elbow out of joint. She See, yeah. watching you do that, like I know that that's abnormal, but uh, like... You've seen it so many times now? Or like, I don't know, I'm just like so in a different space in my body, I'm like, uh, yeah, I guess non-disabled people should be able to do that. <laughs> All which, right. Which was also injury-based, I think? Yes, I fell off a horse when I was nine and shattered my elbow. They took it out. They took out my elbow. They took out your elbow. Mm -hmm. yep. Okay. That, anyway. That's, that's like a beginning to a superhero story. If the horse had, <laughs> horse had turned around and bitten you, you'd have superpowers now. <laughs> So yeah, we did a number of things. We ended up with our arms out in front of us like Superman pose, hence the flying. So that was pretty fun. And all along the way, she just encouraged us. If we did a cobra pose at one point. Yes. Nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. And Sounding a lot like yoga. Yeah, so the question is, the question is how is this not yoga? And <laughs> yeah, that is the question. Their explanation, I think it's fair, is that you're not holding poses for a very long time. It's not like testing your core strength. Yeah, you're not, you're not exerting energy. Uh, it's, it's very gentle. Yeah. Oh, no, I saw Ross tripping across the stage. It looks okay. That way you are, but pretty like, energetic. by and large, a lot of it is just like laying in interesting fashions. <laughs> Delightful. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's very comfortable. I kept uh, yawning like these very large yawns. She's like, "That's okay. Yawning is normal." Uh, she also had us. Oh yeah, this was interesting. So when our arms were stretched out, especially when we were on our back, she would have us uh, extend like one finger and have it go so far that it touches, the nail touches the floor. Yeah. And okay, do that, good, all right, now do it with, uh, eventually, yes, the middle finger. Oh, wow, it's getting <laughs> spicy A now. little bit of laugh over that. Okay, now this is, this is a tricky one. Try extending just your ring finger. Okay. Try it. It's just, it's hard to do it. Like, oh yeah, not with using your thumb to hold it all together. But yeah, if you try to keep a loose fist, your other fingers want to go oh, with it. Oh, oh, if you yeah. don't, you don't use your thumb. Right. Oh. Yeah, like wow. just, yeah, right. Oh, I hurt my finger. Oh, geez. <laughs> oh, babe. Dangerous <laughs> podcast. You know what? Don't exert yourselves. We're, pro we're professionals here. Danger level nine. <laughs> you know, we should make that the obscene gesture just because people would have to work a little harder towards it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you asshole! Wait, I'm gonna get there. <laughs> so, when I, can, I, can I real quickly say a story about the middle finger? Yes. When I was little, I couldn't do it with my right hand because I have, you know, just atrophy in it. And I worked for like a year when I was nine until I finally can give the middle finger with Aww. my right hand. Uh, and and then you went back to the playground and found Billy. <laughs> like, yeah. here you go, Billy. This one's for you. Yeah. 
I was able to do that before I could tie my shoes. Age of 15, ladies and gentlemen. Very cool. How old were you when you learned to do the... Uh, like nine. <laughs> wow. Okay, yeah. Then there were time. finger combinations, so we got to do the Spider-Man, a.k.a. the, like, uh, was it Hail Satan kind of rock pose. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and we got, what else did we have? We had the, the Disney point. That's the... Oh, yes. The, we use two fingers to point. Right, because so in some anyone. cultures, right, that would be very offensive to point. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. So that was fun. Okay. I mean, you guys knew you could do all these things already, right? Yes. Uh, I right. mean, not necessarily. Well, okay. which does come to a good point. Like, once you've done it, you could say, okay, I could do this at any time. I could do mm -hmm. it on my own. But will you? No. I mean, wait, so... I mean, one of the examples was I put my hand in a fist. Uh, a loose I fist. Lay, lay my finger down and touch the table. Yeah, don't exert yourself, you know. You're not trying to and prove we're, anything. we're calling this an exercise, or...? Yeah, yeah. I well, mean, when you just, say it that way. I mean, I could, I could understand, like, if you do... If you have limited dexterity in the hand, it makes sense. Yeah. But... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it all felt... It felt like I was doing something. I was all feeling right. stretching in my That's body. That's what you want. All right, yeah. I admit, yeah, this is like very light yoga, but also it's really focused on not pushing your body past its comfort zone and finding, you know, ways to get your body to do new things, but not... Not putting too much pressure on yourself. You know, occasionally, if you can't do something, just imagine it, and that's as good as doing it. it I find that very empowering. You know, actually, that's, that's very Christian. Jesus said, you know, whatever you do in your mind, it's as bad as doing it in real life. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Like, whoever, whoever has... <laughs> Feldenkrais. <laughs> yeah. I'm a 30-year-old who's just finding out about Christianity for the very first time. <laughs> that's what you believe? Man, that's fucked up. <laughs> and you guys go to a church where they you, say this? You, and you give them money? Oh, my God. You've never heard this? No. Oh, wow. Yeah, like a man who commits, a, who, who uh, yeah, lusts it, after a woman has committed right, adultery if, in his heart. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that... And that's like Sermon on the Mount kind of stuff. That's like, you know, Jesus at his nicest. Yep. <laughs> that was really important for Jimmy Carter. He made a big deal out of that. Like, oh, I can't look. What was that like someone clapping for Jimmy Carter? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jimmy Carter's cool. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He, he like eliminated the guinea worm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah he's, he's doing fantastic dead, he's work. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, Habitat for Humanity. Yeah. Tried to bring the metric system to the U.S. That was a valiant attempt. Yeah. I wish it had worked. Yeah. Cool dude. Right? Uh, I went to his presidential uh, museum in Atlanta. Oh, I've been there too. And cried because the shit that's going on now is oh. very different. Oh, yeah. yeah. I went mm. before all that. But yeah, good point. Mm. Hey, folks. This is us again, interrupting your live show. I hope you're having a good time. <laughs> I hope so too. But you're about but to have a better on, time. Hold on, time. This is a time of year we're releasing this very close to Valentine's Day mm -hmm. where people think about love. Yeah, the people they love, the animals they love. The foods they love. And there's no better way to show your love than with a, a jumbotron. jumbotron. This Jumbotron is for Larissa from Eric. And it says, I want to wish my beautiful wife, Larissa, a happy 30th birthday. I really enjoy our Sunday morning ritual of making breakfast while listening to Ono, oh Ross, and Carrie and hope that we have many more Sundays to come. Aw, love you, Pookie. Aww. That's very sweet. And I'm glad they're doing it on Sunday and not Saturday because that's the Lord's Day mm -hmm. and they should be in Seventh-day Adventist Church. National Sunday Law, that is the mark of the beast. Maybe that's what he meant about, I hope we have many more Sundays. 
He's thinking like because the world's ending soon. And he mentioned a Sunday morning ritual. Mm. Uh-oh, you shouldn't have rituals on Sundays. They that's, should be on Saturday. That's a slippery slope to the mark of the beast. Anyways, we wow. wish you well, Larissa Bad and Eric. Bad news for Larissa. Good luck, guys. <laughs> and back to our show. Okay, so I'll show one last exercise that we did that I thought was kind of cool. Feel free to join, Drew. I don't know which one you're talking about. I, I, I have forgotten that. The lizard one. I have forgotten what this is. Okay. Ross is laying on his stomach with his arms out, and now he's touching his elbow to his knee, and now he's not, and now he's touching his other elbow to his knee. I trust Ross that this not. happened, but I do have no memory of it. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. It's the lizard pose. I don't know. I, I'm having that feeling where, like, you don't want to take away something from someone. You know, they're like, I, I just love the Care Bears movie. And you're like, okay. <laughs> that's, that's great. All right. Well, maybe we need another perspective on this. Well, th that, was, that was pretty much the end. It took about an hour and a half. And sh she didn't take card. No, I was like, uh, hit me up with that uh, Venmo. And she... <laughs> I didn't actually say that, uh, but I realized I didn't bring any money, and then I made Ross pay for both of us. <laughs> but I, I paid Ross back. You sure did. It was $15 per person, so all oh, that for $15. Yeah, that's pretty good. See, see? And yeah. I think we actually gave her 40 because she couldn't make change. Right. So, oh, snicker, snicker, snicker. But we told her we were happy to do that. So, uh -huh. so yeah, we were all paid I'm up. I'm going to demand $10 from her. <laughs> And we went on our merry ways. Yeah. So that was our that was our visit to uh, the Feldenkrais method. Wow. So it sounds like it was a more positive experience for you than either of you anticipated. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it was nice. I felt good leaving it. I mean, I don't know how much of it power for suggestion. I didn't. I wasn't like, oh, I have so much more dexterity on my right side. But I did feel a little bit limber. I felt a little bit loose. I definitely, like I said, kind of like post massage, post spa, kind of bliss out. Like oh, nice. for a little bit at least, you All know. Right. Like, I'm sure at some point I turned back into, like, just a curmudgeon, but, like, for, it was, like, for at least, like, 30 minutes, like, I, I was, like, I remember you coming home and you were happy. Yeah. yeah. And, and maybe the second session is where you start with the goat sacrifice. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but at least that first one was quite pleasant. Well, you know who might be able to tell us what I have your an, second Feldenkrais experience is like. I think we know a good expert on issues of disability yeah. who could help us. He's the Director of Communications for the Disability Rights Education and Defense Fund and a good, good friend of mine, Lawrence Carter Long. I want to see the lizard thing again. <laughs> <laughs> he said he wants to see the lizard good. thing again. comes Ross, doing the lizard. We do this in our organizing meetings. This is a Do secret. you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we're rallying. Is he doing it right? He's doing it right. Well, okay. the yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Can Hold that. Take a deep breath. That's uh, beautiful. <laughs> All right. Real nice. Right. Differently able, actually. Yeah. yeah. Differently right. able. Uh, I'm inspired. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, Lawrence, you, I, I'm so surprised to hear this. You were already familiar with the Feldenkrais method. Well, I, I come from theater, right? So right. In, in, in college, I studied acting. Uh-huh. And Feldenkrais was kind of like bisexuality. You know, you had to try it out. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, you had to give it a shot just to see how it worked or not. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and did you find out it was your thing? Oh, uh, it was uh, it was a thing, right? Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was a thing. It was a thing. I uh, w one of the interesting things when you consider this in the context of disability, right? So I grew up with cerebral palsy. Cerebral palsy, for those of you who don't know, is damage to the part of the brain that controls motor function. Mm -hmm. And what tends to happen? Uh, I grew up in the '70s. I was born in '67. Is that if you have a physical disability, you're not really encouraged to, to explore the body much. Yeah. You know, inhabiting the skin that you're in. So there I was, 18, 19 years old in college, doing this Feldenkrais, Christ, what is it? Which one did you Feld decide? Feld in think, Christ. Yeah, Feld in Christ. <laughs> Amen, brother. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> so there we are doing Feld in Christ. My <laughs> evangelical family would just be so pleased with you right now. I got to say, <laughs> I grew up in Indiana. You oh, know, holy rollers. Nice. It's a thing. Amen, brother. Tents. Snakes. The whole nine yards. Snakes. Oh. Um, a snake. Oh. Not, not really. I'm, I'm exaggerating. Okay. Just a little. And, um, <laughs> lizards. And lizards, yes. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> lizards. You're never encouraged to be in, be in the body whatsoever. Mm -hmm. There's this sense that that's oh, going to be difficult for you. That's going to be hard for you. That's going to be something that's going to make you feel uncomfortable. And so you're never encouraged to do the wizard pose. Other people are trying to protect you from hurting well, yourself. No, I think they're trying to protect them. Yeah. Ah. Protect themselves from the sense that they someday might become disabled themselves. Yeah, I think that's a really astute point. Just like, I think uh, anytime when I'm like struggling with something physically, I feel like uh, people without disabilities are always like so much, I mean, I, some of it comes from being like a polite person, but it is that like kind of tendency of like wanting to not bear witness to someone struggling in their body. Yeah, it's like, oh shit, what do I do here? Mm -hmm. Right, because the, the whole thing, it happens, the weirdest place is grocery stores. Okay. I'm, I'm just going through the grocery store, getting my six-pack, you know, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And and little kids are fabulous. Little kids will be like, yo, mom, why does he walk that way? No, oh, right? uh -huh. And then Which, the mother is like, Shh, Honest oh, shit. Da, 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 da. Like, slaps right. him in the head, right? right? No, 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 no. Don't abuse your child. <laughs> it's okay. I know that I walk funny. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I'd kind of turn to the kid, right? I'd, I'd lean down a little bit. These fucking dolls are scary, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd lean down, and I'd be like, so, uh, what's your name? Oh, hi, Joe. Timothy. Hi. Oh, Timothy. Timothy, Timothy, Joe, Timothy, Joe, Timothy hi. Joe. How are you? <laughs> I, I'm Lawrence. And you see, when I was born, the part of my brain that told my legs to work got a little mixed up, and I walk funny. And, and Timothy Joe is like, oh, cool, okay, where's the candy? Oh, cool, okay, where's the candy? And, and then mom you is like... You told him you have candy? Yeah. <laughs> 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 no. Uh, yeah, you ought to audio describe that. I'm motioning toward myself. <laughs> He's beckoning. The blind people listening to the podcast. And, and then I always stand up and I look right in the parent's face and I say, and excuse me, your name? Drew. Drew, Drew do you have any questions? Nah. No, yeah, and, and you see, it's, it's that kind of thing. Kids don't care. Like, right. they want to get their Tootsie Rolls and get the hell out of the store, mm -hmm. right? That you've answered the question, but the parents are the ones who are kind of caught up.
right? Mm -hmm. Parents are the ones with the hangups. So I think it's that kind of thing. They don't want to think about, here's the deal about disability. Drew and I are lucky, right? Yeah. Most folks who have disabilities aren't born with them. 80% of the people who have disabilities acquire them later in life, mm. right? So you got 20% who are like born into the club, right? We get the free parking. Hey. <laughs> Congrats, babe. Right. Thank right. you. So don't tell. People will want to know. And then the airport thing. Yeah. Yeah, we shouldn't get into that either. <laughs> <laughs> and so they don't, you know, we're encouraged, right? Your teacher, your preacher, like whomever it is, right? Don't talk about that. You're going to make them feel uncomfortable. Spoiler alert, I know I walk funny, mm -hmm. right? It's not a mystery to me, you, right? You said something great to me, Lawrence, uh, recently that uh, oftentimes the refrain is address the person, not the disability. Yeah, what the fuck is that about? Like, <laughs> here's the thing. It, all right, it's 2019, right? Would you say, see the person, not, uh, see the person, not the gender? Would you say that in the era of Me Too? No. W w would you say? I see someone saying that. See the person, not the ethnicity. Work with me here. Karen. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I'm listening. All right. Well, it's well intentioned. Uh, right. Clearly. No, it's well intentioned. Like but, see past but, but, your but, categorization. But go a few layers back. Right. The assumption is that I'm going to feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But the, but the thing is, I know I have cerebral. Palsy. Or that or that the disability is separate from you somehow. It's separate from me somehow, right? But here here's the thing that you got to understand. If you see the person, not the disability, then you don't afford them the opportunity. In fact, you let them off the hook for not giving you the accommodation, mm. right? So mm. if you see the person, not the disability, fuck the stairs. Right? You don't need to provide a ramp. If you see the person, not the disability, no braille menu. Mm. If you see the person, not the disability, oh, we don't need to get a sign language interpreter, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It lets people off the hook. Mm -hmm. right? So if we were actually doing this, we, we are in San Francisco, right? If we were doing this holistically, it would be see the person and the disability. <gasps> Noble concept. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, a way that I often think about it, yeah, give it up for Lawrence, that's a, uh, a brilliant point. Uh, is the language surrounding disability, especially when I was growing up, is like disability is something you struggle with or disability is something oh, yeah. you overcome. Struggles, right? Struggles. I love this. Lawrence Carter Long, I've seen this in newspaper articles and in interviews I've done. Lawrence, have you seen this, Drew? Lawrence, yeah, Drew Spears. Suffers. Suffers from cerebral palsy. Mm -hmm. Have you seen this? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, babe. I swagger <laughs> with cerebral palsy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if there's anything that I, I struggle with, it is with a society that doesn't accommodate or assist. You know, that's the thing that's the struggle. It's not my body and it's not my disability. It is because uh, that will never be something that can be overcome, nor should it be. But the things that actually impede us is, you know, a society and culture that won't adapt to everyone's needs. Right, that's what we call the social model of disability. It's not my fault that some asshole didn't think of building a ramp when he made the building, mm -hmm. right? Th that's, that's the architect's fault. Right. That reminds right? me of those studies that showed like the only ill effects of being raised by same-sex parents were other people 
treating you differently because you were raised by same-sex parents. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly. Well, this is all really interesting, but our podcast is about bullshit medical bullshit. stuff. Yes. Um, so <laughs> You don't think I covered enough <laughs> bullshit there, Gary? <laughs> no. Well, so what do you think of the Feldenkrais method? Was it, um, was it helpful to you? Here's the thing about Feldenkrais. Christ. Amen, brother. I made um, that up. Um, yes. The T isn't really there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is now. Okay. Uh, I, d- I did it when I was in college, right, when I was studying theater. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing about Feldenkrais, uh, what I found was that it was really interesting. Here I was 18, 19 years old, right? I hadn't discovered the bisexuality thing yet. I was mm-hmm. doing the theater deal. And, and somebody actually encouraged me to stretch my arm. Right? Mm-hmm. And to play around with my index finger. See, Carrie, that's right. a big deal. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Tell it me can more. It's very useful depending on the context. Oh. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm just putting the inspiration in inspiration porn. Let me explain And that was a revelation to me. No, really? all okay. jokes aside. No one had ever ca- encouraged me to sort of inhabit the body that I have oh, right. before that point. And I thought, whoa, there's, I can do shit, you oh, know? And, and, and the, the, the um, kind of acknowledgement or the pressure up until that point had been, oh, you know, don't, don't worry about that body that you're walking around in. Mm. You know, like, get yourself a good office job and just use your mind. Right. right. You know, right. and and so that I think there's a disconnect there, um, um, just where people with disabilities aren't encouraged to be in the bodies right. that they have, and so anything I, I don't care if it's Feldenkrais or if it's yoga or if it's going for a walk or doing some deep breathing, that can help anyone. Yeah, it it, it seems to me that with regard to disability in the context of disability the ramifications of that might seem more profound simply because disabled people are never encouraged to do that. Mm-hmm. And you became a dancer at age 40. Yeah, the age 40. Amazing. There I am, 40. I'm walking around. This choreographer, world-renowned, Heidi Latsky, sees me walking. I've done some PR. I do media work. And, uh, 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 and, and she said, holy shit, I, I can't walk the way that you do. I can't move the way that you do. I'd love to work with you. What was that? Uh, I don't know. From over there. Uh, is Heidi pissed that I mentioned her? And <laughs> all right. A- and she said, I can't move the way that you do. I'd love to work with you. And, and my initial response was she wanted me to do more PR. And I was like, it was pro bono. I, I, I was really busy. I just did it as a favor for a project she was working on. And she said, no, 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 no. And she said, as a dancer. Oh, nice. And, and there was a part of me that, at 40 years old, who was used to doing media and communications, it was like, uh, how the hell am I going to go on stage and communicate anything without opening my mouth, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I couldn't imagine that. Like, it Do you think, like, your Feldenkrais background helped with that? Absolutely. Really? Because, okay. well, well, there was a thing where I said, I, I sort of hearkened back to those days, and I said, well, there, there, there are possibilities here that haven't been explored, and just said, Hell yeah, Heidi, let's go for it, right? That's awesome. And, and next thing I knew, I'm in a show that includes people with disabilities, people without disabilities, because we don't discriminate that way. And, and, and we're touring Thank the world. Thank you. I'm really tired of being discriminated against <laughs> as a person without disabilities. It's yeah, it's, it's so the parking tiring. thing. You're still pissed about yes! the parking thing. I have to park, like, several spaces away. <laughs> 
<laughs> and and next thing I knew, I'm touring in a show that's going to the you know the, the opening the ICA in Boston and having a two week run in New York and and, and opening the Dublin Dance Festival, uh, you know, and and that didn't have anything to do with disability, and so it was. The, a choreographer, right, who focuses on movement, saw dance simply in the way that I moved. And we got to shape that into a show. Oh, We're being time, reminded that we have time, 10 minutes. Time, 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 time so, so <laughs> lo and behold, right, that, that experience as a dancer really allowed me to, like, to dive a little deeper into that than nice. I've ever been in, in, encouraged to do before. How great. Um, cool. Well, so what's the consensus here about what do we think? Is this thing pseudoscience or not? Yeah. So, uh, so I looked up a Cochrane meta-analysis about this. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it seems like it's in that, that section of fringe science that where we just don't know, where the, the evidence might be uh, lacking, we need better studies. There's like some slightly positive indications, but right. but nothing that's so huge that it's like an open shut case. Uh, but as you're mentioning, Lawrence, it did basically conclude, hey, this is at least not going to hurt you, and probably about the same as doing yoga or doing dance, things that are often just not even offered to that population. Right, and, and it's more revelatory because we haven't had the opportunity right. to do that before. Yeah, and, and in fact, if it, if it were some sort of miracle, magical, miraculous cure, I'd be out of a freaking job. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so you're we don't the one who that. doesn't really have CP. So we don't want that. Rush Limbaugh said that actually. Rush Limbaugh what? said that. Yeah, in the in the early '90s. About you? About me? Yeah. Hey, really? But you talked to Rush Limbaugh. That's yeah, pretty yeah. neat. Yeah. I, I was like, yeah. Props to Rush. <laughs> God. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Lawrence was also in an episode of Penn and Teller's Bullshit, where they were terrible to him. Okay. Yeah, uh, but but I held my own. It's mano a mano. You were right? you were amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, the the question for me in, in that whole did show did they call was, you this asshole? They did not call me this asshole. <laughs> That's but good. I called them that. <laughs> good for you. Nice. Yeah, which was good. Yeah. yeah. Good oh, you. by the way, Lawrence was on an episode of Ono Ross and Carrie back when we did our Christian Science series. You attended a service with yes, us. Yes, that's right. So I go did. back and listen to that one. And I'm still walking the same way I did before then. So, yeah, we settled that one. Christian Science <laughs> did not immediately uh, cure, quote unquote, cerebral palsy. So, uh, Lawrence, we have our shirts out in the lobby, and we're giving five dollars from every shirt sale to your organization. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, the Every shirt you buy keeps me employed. Buy one, <laughs> please. Uh, the Disability Rights Education and Defense Fund, which I'm guessing uh, protects the rights and education and defense of people with disabilities. God damn, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know how yeah. she does it. So the group has been around since uh, uh, for almost 40 years. It's our 40th anniversary. And the work that we do is really um, legislation, litigation, and uh, education. Nice. Right? And, and they brought me in because I have this sort of thing about you know, media and disability and, and, and pop culture and disability. So we also talk about film and TV and that kind of stuff. And so uh, it's, it's comprehensive and uh, uh, it's great work. I'm thrilled to be here. 
That's great. Uh, real quick, since you mentioned media, Drew, you want to get something off your chest about... Drew, hit me. About, I don't know which... Films? Thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, real important film out right now. It's the number one film in America. It's uh, called... Aquaman? Well, yeah, Aquaman's number two. It's uh, <laughs> The Upside. Oh, The Upside, uh, yeah. It's just a little film starring a guy who doesn't have a disability playing a guy oh, in a wheelchair. Listen, it's not like he was on a TV show where they employed a disabled actor and it's one of the better portrayals of someone with a disability in media. Uh, you also have uh, Kevin Hart being his friend. Uh, and, you know, Kevin's great. Uh, real cool guy. <laughs> Nothing wrong with him as of late. Uh, the disabled guy teaches him a little something and then he teaches the disabled guy a little something. Guys, it's the number one film in America. Uh, so please come out and support it. It's <laughs> it's, I'm a big fan of uh, non-disabled actors getting disabled work. So let's let's make that happen more in 2019. So buy a ticket, buy two, I say. Yeah, there's the, really the movie has Brian Cranston. That's what he's talking Brian about. Cranston, Brian Cranston, right? Breaking Bad, playing, fame, playing right? His son was was What was that? Godzilla fame. Godzilla, Godzilla. What is he, Brian Cranston in Godzilla? He was in a Godzilla no, film, wasn't and, he? And, yeah. and, oh, okay. and we would say Gojira. Gojira. For the hardcore fans. Yeah. Right. Oh, you know, yeah. Ross has never seen Breaking Bad and Ross. refuses to. I refuse to. It's just never. <laughs> you know what? Better Call um, Saul is better, Ross. Go, go ahead and roll with that. Wait, better say Better Call Saul is better. Better oh, Better Call Saul is better. Is it's it okay heart. just to watch that one? Yeah, no. just go with that. Yeah, just what? go with that. No. Carrie, we finally no. disagree on something. <laughs> Holy. So, so you went five seconds on the whole Brian Cranston. Uh, yes, five seconds. Okay. So here's the deal uh, um, with the upside, right? Two. Nobody would give a shit, right? If if Hollywood was doing a better case of hiring people with disabilities to play roles that didn't have jack squat to do with their disabilities, right? Mm -hmm. So if people with disabilities were the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, the cop, mm -hmm. right? You know, the person who owns the bodega down the street, the hitman, the hooker. It wouldn't really matter if Brian Cranston portrayed a cripple right, on, right. On, in a movie, right? Because then we'd have some, some kind of equity out there. Right. The issue really is, you know, the USC, they did a, a study on um, things like media, diversity, and social change. And they found out in 900 movies, between uh, uh, 2006 and 2017. Guess the number, folks. The number of sort of recognizable, discernible people with disabilities, characters with disabilities in the movies was 2.7%, okay? Now, oh, wow. these are played by people like Brian Cranston. Now, but if you look at the society in general, if you look at the numbers from the Centers for Disease Control, you'd think they'd know. August 2018, you find that the number of people with disabilities in the United States alone is 22%. No, oh, right. wow. Yeah, so we got, you know, 19, 20%, you know, to kind of work on. So right. if people with disabilities were doing all that other shit, nobody would care what Brian Cranston does. The fact of the matter is that we're not at that point yet, so it's an issue. Basically, Hollywood, the ball's in your court. If you want this issue to go away, if you want the debate to go away, step up, make the change. I'll shut up and move on to other things. <laughs> Good. Yeah, All that right. was Do it, six seconds. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm a professional, but I've had a little booze. So, so uh, quick, quick ratings. Quick, oh, quick, quick ratings. Uh, okay. Pseudoscience. Pseudoscience levels. Uh, Four. 
You've done three. Yeah, two. Dick. Pseudoscience. 5.5. Oh, okay. Oh, well, okay. Highest, okay. okay. Um, uh, uh, danger pocket. rating. Oh, danger. Uh, zero. Uh, d- one. You can injure yourself, too. Depends on the day. Nine. <laughs> P- uh, pocket drainer value. I'm going to say... One. Y- I'm gonna yeah. Say one. Fifteen bucks. Two. It costs something, but yeah. Yeah, I'd say two. Two. Two is good. I'm going to draw on this one. And creepiness. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that laugh was a lot creepier than Feldenkrais. <laughs> I'm going to say eight. Re- really? Well, I mean, did you see yourself? <laughs> no, I did not. I saw Drew, though. I, I'll say two. I'm going to say a zero. It's just fun. Carrie's, Carrie's snort bumped it up a few notches. <laughs> and, and I think if we add Ross's lizard thing, I um, might give it a seven. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Lars. All right, and hot drinks, uh, we didn't get any oh, hot drinks. Oh, shouldn't give you any. It's her own house. Thumbs down. Bring those out, lady. She offered water. So. <laughs> um, okay, uh, last thing, though. We, uh, we got to introduce you to what the fuck are these dolls. So, everybody listening, we came out and we put creepy dolls next to the microphones when we came out. We just want to introduce our audience to them. So this one is They're Lil following Lil. us everywhere. They are all haunted. Yeah, so... They were purchased on eBay with a search for haunted doll. And they all have very unique and specific ways that they haunt you. A little, little bit of haggling on my part. Like Kita here, she was $120 on offer. And I talked them down to how much, Kita? Se- 70 That is correct. I, I didn't know that. I just guessed. Really? Yeah. Oh, well then. So this is... Paranormal already. (laughs) So at our Brooklyn show two days ago, we had the audience pick which haunted dolls go to each of us. And uh, this one's actually Ross's. Does this creep anybody out up here? (laughs) I want the creep. Yeah, you look uncomfortable. Here, hold this one. So that one that Ross is holding has been hanging out with me. She she rode in an airplane today. I didn't explain it to the woman sitting next to me. You, you get the best reactions from people. <laughs> yeah. And her for the, eyes blink. For those listening, as she does one that. eye is blinking like the other one is malfunctioning yeah. while this baby giggles. By, by the way, Carrie came home from Brooklyn like yesterday and it was like, oh, we're sleeping with these dolls tonight. <laughs> it is by far maybe my. I don't want to say it's my least favorite thing you've done for the show, but it's probably number two. Number one, of course, being urine. No, Rhythmia. Rhythmia is number one. Babe, it's a urine joke. Oh. <laughs> oh, I get it. Number one. Number yes. one. Very good. Uh, <laughs> Cara gets very upset when I bring them into bed, but she says not because she's afraid, but because they, who knows what's on them. They might have lice, which is, okay, legitimate concern. Yeah, I, I, I brought it through the TSA, and I had forgotten to take my laptop out of my bag. So the woman scolded me for that. She sat there with my backpack for a while, and finally she, she opened it up to look for the laptop. And the first thing she sees is the doll staring at her. So I see her kind of jerk her head back, and then she just pivots the backpack towards her coworker and points. <laughs> Co- coworker does the other thing. And I was so tempted. If they weren't on furlough, I would have said, you didn't look into her eyes, did you? I figured that wouldn't be nice right now. Uh, um, 
we're doing another show in Seattle in a couple days and I'm moderating a panel and I had to send everybody questions and at the end of it I said, oh, and by the way, is anybody allergic to lizards? <laughs> like, not for any reason, just to freak them out and not one person has responded to me. <laughs> Good conversation, so, Ender. Yeah, that uh, that conversation should go really good. All right, thank you so much, Lawrence Carter Long. Thank you, Drew thank Spears. You. Thank you, Ross Blotcher. Thank you, Lilith. Uh, thank you, San Francisco. Have a great night. Bye. Hello, San Francisco. I completely forgot something. We have some giveaways. Are we doing this? Uh, I don't know. Whoever wants some. Who wants an out-of-body experience book? Oh, way back there. Woman with gray sweater. Okay, this is very special. I just specialized. want to see you throw does, that. Does All anybody right, recognize this? No, it is. Uh, it's from our Brazo gazing session. Our live gazing. We did this Ross online, and this it. was behind us. This is like Brazo symbol, but I made it. All right, who who wants it? Who wants it? Yes. Uh, and then the oh, green. I'm so sorry. I just threw it on somebody's head. I'm sorry. You okay? Uh, the Green Foods Bible. This is by the guy who made uh, Purium. Uh, it tells you like how to cure your cancer by drinking lead or something. Um, yeah. Okay. You. Yeah. You. And if you remember our Seventh Day Adventist lectures, this is Carrie's copy of National Sunday Law, which is the mark of the beast. Wait, is that you're very excited? Okay. I'm gonna hit somebody again, so watch out. Oh my God. He threw it like a frisbee. Hey, Care, uh, yeah. real quick, can I do plugs? Yes, let's do a million false endings. Uh, True. It's like a Peter Jackson trilogy. I am doing another show at SF Sketch Fest uh, on Saturday night uh, with my improv group, Cardinal Redbird. Uh, it's at Piano Fight at 11. There's like a 10% chance I won't be there because I have a callback for something that might film there. So uh, follow me on Twitter if you want to come, and I'll say whether or not I'm coming. Uh, also, everyone, just follow me on Twitter. Uh, I got some fun projects coming out soon. Oh, Drew Spurs, uh, like what goes on a boot. And uh, Lawrence, how can people follow you? Uh, L. Carter Long, L. Carter Long, no hyphen on the Twitter machine. And uh, the uh, website of the organization is D-R-E-D-F, Dread if I didn't come up with it, it's 40 years old. D-R-E-D-F.org. Great. Right, Thank we're, you. We're, we're going we're gonna to stick around. Uh, feel free to come up and get things signed, take pictures, hug us, uh, bow to us. Uh, we'll bow back or uh, shake hands, whatever you're comfortable with. Thank you, San Francisco. Greetings, I am Plek Dexsetter, contacting you from the Zick Squadron, which is frankly uh, sort of crappy, but I'm, I'm here on a heroic mission with my trusty crew, C-53. Uh, heroic feels like an exaggeration. Okay, sure. And, and uh, security officer Dar. Plek, don't put me in your stupid recording. Well, and we're all traveling aboard our trusty starship, the Bargerian Jade. Bargy. What? Sorry. I'm awake. I'm awake. I was, it's fine. I was just flying while asleep. 
Hey there, this is Alden Ford. I play Pleck, and we are so excited to announce that our podcast, Mission to Zix, is now part of the Maximum Fun Network. Our third season launches on Max Fun on March 20th. Binge seasons one and two right now. That's Mission to Zix, Z-Y-X-X. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.